Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Springboard is a thematic radio seminar committed to raising the new generation of African leaders and executives using the vehicle of human capital development. The broadcast is put together by Legacy and Legacy, your best bet for world-class corporate training and your superstition, Joy 99.7 FM. What are our commitments? Three of them. Number one, improve yourself as a person in your faith, your character and every relationship God has blessed you with. Improve yourself as a person. Number two, improve your value. That means build your brand, leverage the brand, expand your income streams, build your network, and then build your knowledge base. That is improve your value. The third area of improvement is your strategy or your approach to life. Get it right the first time and do things faster, cheaper, and more efficiently than the competition. These are the commitments we've all signed to for the year 2016. And it's your reminder that it's not a New Year resolution. It's a commitment to work through it all the way till the end of the year. And so this discussion tonight is about change makers. Sometimes people breeze through our lives and simply change everything and put things on a strong pedestal and bring about transformation wherever they go in every field of endeavor in ministry in business in education in health in different fields of endeavor one thing is certain that you would find ordinary people who go on to do great things because they dared to dream and they dared to believe what do these people have in common and why are they able to make so much of an impact when others just keep walking through life and wondering what happened. To help us find out how we can become transformational in our outlook and in our work, I have tonight in the studio somebody that we deeply respect and appreciate on Springboard, Professor P.K. Richardson, a well-known scholar teaching around the world, also based at Manchester, and he'll be helping us understand what change-making is all about. But let's first welcome you. And Piki, welcome to Springboard. Thank you very much, Albert. Good to see you again. It's always a blessing to have you. It's with us. wonderful to come over and see you. You should be looking forward to staying here rather than going to Manchester. Yeah, I think what somebody must do is take my passport from me, and then I will, I will not be able to fly. <laughs> right. And so, in your journeys across the world, what would you call? I'm sure you meet different people—people people who are making an impact, people who are transforming society. What? What? what who would you call a change maker? Uh, a change maker is a person, and it could be a company, of course. Um, a person or a company which um, establishes or makes a sea change in some affairs of humanity. A person who makes a sea change or a company which makes a sea change in some area of uh, human endeavor. We call a change maker or game changer sometimes. Right. And so in, in football, when you're, you're, the, the game is deadlocked and you bring a player on and consistently that person is able to transform the game and let your team win, would you call that person a change maker? Well, in the area of football, yes, you will. I mean, uh, I, uh, you remember Pele? People say that I look like Pele. In fact, uh, several times I've been offered drinks simply because people felt I was related to Pele. <laughs> but the difference, yes, this is interesting. Um, in Jamaica, somebody came to me and said, are you Pele? I said, no, he's my senior brother. I said, I'll buy you a drink. And he did. And at uh, Dubai Airport, 
Uh, when I got to stand my passport, the guy looked at me and said, are you Pele? Can I have a picture with you? And I smiled. So, yes, there are people who can make such a big difference. You know, we have a lot of people who are good. But these are so outstanding that they make such a big difference and uh, we can call them game changers. When we were young, there was a term in Takradi called intums. Intums is accidental success. Really, what it meant was that, let's say you took a, and, and let me still stay with football, which I love very much. Let's say you took a free kick and you scored a wonder goal. Yeah. Now, if you were asked to score it again, and nine out of ten times, you are not able to produce that same result. If you, if you caused a change once, but it's not consistent, would you call such a person a change maker? Well, it's um, not in the skills of uh, individual people to show greatness in every area of human endeavor or consistently. Sometimes some people are like phenomenon. They appear, they make a big change, and they disappear. Some carry on bringing changes as they go along in life. But it's possible that somebody will make a big thing, one big thing, and not do any. And he's still a game changer. He brought something very, very different to humanity. Let me let me push you further on this right. point. On this point, what about timing? Does that is is there a situational component that makes an a single act so huge? Because sometimes the same thing could have been done at a different time, but when it's done at a particular time, depending on the significance of or what is at stake, that thing assumes a new level of significance. What role has timing got to do with? With, with being a change maker? Timing and environment are most very, very important. Sometimes you do something today and everybody frowns on it. But 30 years down the line, that same thing becomes important. In other words, you are living ahead of your time. And if you can actually get the timing right when people need whatever you bring out, then it becomes classic. So um, even the environment that you stay in, you come out with something brilliant in a village people may not see anything in it it's, it will be like casting pearls before swine but that same thing in Accra because people are exposed to perhaps more knowledge or more experience and so on it will hit them so environmental factors are very very important in game changing let us take a very good example Steve Jobs I mean this is one of the greatest techies uh, we know about but Steve Jobs is Syrian. And if he had been brought up in Syria, perhaps we would not have Apple. The environment in America and the IT culture there and the land of the brave and the free and, uh, you know, a land that makes people uh, question things, query things, investigate things, may have shaped him. This guy, born and bred in Syria and lived in Syria, may not be the big, uh, Steve Jobs, we have today. So the environment is very, very important. This is Springboard of Virtual University. My guest for tonight, Professor P.K. Richardson, walking us through what it takes to be a change maker. The objective of tonight's program is to challenge the ordinary individual listening that you can be a change maker wherever you find yourself. And we'll try to explore what is the potential or what are the prospects of somebody who is ordinary not having some great parentage or something doing something significant but pk let's stick with the issue of transformational leadership it's a subject that you experts in leadership speak about very often indeed we do would you say that a change maker 
is the same as a transformational leader? No. Um, not necessarily. As soon as we use the term leadership, Albert, we are looking at some person and some followers. In fact, if you walk in and you turn and nobody is following you, you are leading nobody. Leadership implies that there is some followership. There are others. So a transformational leader is somebody who is leading some people on some journey of change, some journey of prosperity, some journey of progress, and so forth and so on, leading some people towards that journey of paradise. But somebody can be a chain maker without having anybody else following them. In other words, they can be sold. And a typical example is one CNN hero. This guy is called Dr. George Bewele. He's from uh, Cameroon. He saw his father die because there were no doctors at that time to attend to him. And that led him into medicine. And since becoming a doctor, every weekend he goes into the jungles in Cameroon to treat people for free. There is no leadership because there's nobody following him. So even that individual is a change maker in that respect. So transformational leadership connotes that there is some followership. But when it comes to game changers, can be soul or can be in group. If it's in group, the leadership comes important, becomes important. If it's one person, there's no leadership. You cannot be a leader of one person. Prof, would you, would you, what would you say to the argument of those who say this person you mentioned who provides direction, who provides influence, who provides solutions to those people in the jungle can be called a leader because leadership is not positional? Well, he doesn't go to lead them to achieve anything. He goes to treat them. Leadership is a process by which an individual influences a group of people to work with him to achieve some results. That's leadership. That's the definition. This guy only goes to treat them. So he doesn't go to lead them to do anything. He works by himself. He hasn't got any people following him. He has no subordinates he's leading or enticing or influencing or encouraging or inspiring. No. He goes there, people come, and he treats them and goes away. But he's still a game changer because of what he's doing in a village which nobody else has done before, not even the government. Will the objective of eliminating disease and giving them the opportunity to live a healthier life be a good enough objective that they gather around and would that make him a leader? No, it doesn't. Right. If you look at the definition, as long as you're not influencing anything, anybody to do something, leadership doesn't come in. What he goes there is to treat them and goes away. If he goes there to influence them, to work with him to achieve some other result, then he'll be a leader. Leadership has always followers. And it's about influencing them to do things. In this case, he only goes to treat them. This is Springboard, your virtual university. As you can hear, my guest is P.K. Richardson, professor of, of management and leadership. And we are talking about change makers, people who make a difference. Prof, what will be the, what will be the characteristics of people who make a significant difference? What are some of the things that are noticeable about such people? Right. Uh, for the purpose of our students in this virtual university, I noted a few points so that they can uh, maybe record or write down So um, for the future. Game changers basically are people who challenge the status quo. They receive wisdom. They usually think out of the box. The question they ask is, why can't we do it better? Why can't we do it differently? Let me illustrate this with um, uh, Steve Jobs again. 
Steve Jobs says, why is it that the only way we can input data into a computer is by a keyboard? Why should that be the case? Can't we have any simpler way? Can't we have another way? Hence the mouse. So these are people who are always challenging the status quo and thinking of better ways of actually doing them. They are usually very competent, they are knowledgeable, and they have intuition as well. And they combine intuition with hard facts. You see, a lot of people work based on intuition. Intuition is some inner feeling. It may be right, it may be wrong. But said these chimp bakers actually combine that feeling, that God feeling, with hard facts. They also recognize the value of synergy and the power of collaboration. In other words, they, they go along the dictum of Mahatma Gandhi that I am because we are. In other words, they realize that one shall put a thousand to flight, but two will put ten thousand to flight. The synergy they recognize, and therefore they're able to get so much out of other people. They're usually very self-confident people. And I remember my headmaster of Father Sadal College Day saying that in this world, if you cannot put your hand on your chest and say, I am, nobody will say you are. These people have a lot of self-confidence. They exude self-confidence. So they're able to get other people to buy into whatever ideas they bring out and get them uh, delivered. They love innovation. They're always looking for new ways of doing things. They are very, very creative. And creativity is a word that has been abused by many, many people. Basically, I have a very simple definition of creativity. Creativity is combining the familiar with the strange. These are people who have their heads and their feet on the ground, but they will still think about the strange and see if something else can be done. And they also balance the short term and the long term. So they, they have all these characteristics. They always think about ideas and what else can we do and uh, can I contribute something that will enhance the process of humanity and so forth and so on. And as Albert, you know very well, every great thing comes from ideas. Right. Every great thing comes from ideas. So you look at people, you can actually put people in categories, three categories basically. People with simple minds. When they meet, it's all gossip. That's what they do when they meet. Simple minds. And then you have people with mature minds. They talk about issues. You know, what's happening in Ghana? Things are not doing well. How can we improve and so on? Issues. But people with great minds discuss ideas. And it is from ideas that the great things of this world are actually made. And these are the characteristics of game changers. And so would you say, Prof, that it is great people with great ideas that bring about change or sometimes ordinary people with a very great idea can bring about a Ordinary change. people. They, they, you may have somebody in, in a village who may not have gone to school before, but there may be a way of doing something in the village, and this guy sits down to say, we have done this for 100 years in this village. Is there any way? Can't we do it better? He may not have gone to school, but think about new ideas. You see, there is something, the X factor you talked about in these people that energizes them to look for better ways, simpler ways of improving the lot of humanity. And education and competence is a bonus. But even ordinary people can actually generate a lot of good ideas. I can give a lot of examples about people who have, uh, you know, become, we can describe as game changers, who have done wonderful things. Right. 
and, and, and that's where I'm, I'm coming to because I, I, for each of the people that we will try to touch base with the thing that I'm curious about is what made them different and I'm sure they're listening tonight the idea is that as they listen to ordinary people or people who have been able to make a difference and they are able to distill the secrets or the peculiar characteristics that made them succeed it is likely to become a point of inspiration or influence for several of our listeners to also step out and live out their dreams that's right um, in the past month or so we've been bringing into the studio um, a number of ordinary people some of whom had disability but who have dared to say listen i can do something and they've gone on to do things that have gained international recognition and one question i've been asking especially those who had accidents and encountered some setbacks and were able to bounce back and make a difference one question i've been asking them it's, it's a very tough question, but I ask it over and over again. Would you say that you are being even more productive now after your adversity than before? And the answer has always been yes. And it brings home the fact that a certain kind of thinking is conducive to creating a change. So, Prof, walk us through some people who have been able to make some change, and, and, and let's see if we can distill some commonalities. Yeah. Um, the first point is... Um these people sometimes learn from others. You see, if you live in an environment where if people get disabled, they stay the same way. You are born into that system. That's what you see. Everybody who is disabled lives the same way. So you become disabled. That's what you know. But if you read about or go to an environment where disabled people are actually able to come up and do something that encourages you. Oh, after all, I don't need, you know, to sit like the other group. I can actually get up and do something. In other words, others become inspiration to you to do something. You may just read about American soldiers and the way they got injured and the way some of them become athletes and so on. That becomes a mind opener for you to say, after all, something can be done. But until then, you are consigned to a situation where, you know, your mind and the environment tells you once you are disabled, that's the end of it. So the environment actually helps. What you read, what you see, what you talk about actually helps. If you live in Accra, you always see people who have arrived from America or whatever, United States, and they've come from um, all over the world. A friend of mine, he lives in the village. We went to school together. I decided to become a primary school teacher in the village. Now, in a village, he doesn't see anybody who has just arrived from U.S. That will ins you know, inspire him to also see to go and study abroad or travel and see other places and so on. But if you live in Accra, if the same guy came to live in Accra, he'll be meeting all sorts of people. I just came back from Washington. I've just come from London. And that will inspire him. Hey, maybe it's about time I also went to London to see the place. If only to just see there and come back. Yeah. So it is very, very important that... We expose people to new ways of doing things so that they can also aspire to tap into that. Otherwise, they consign themselves to whatever they see around them. If it's you are doomed because you are disabled, because that is the environment you live in, you'll be doomed. If you put you in an environment where disabled people are able to do great things, chances are you'll pick it up and also do great things. 
This is Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran. My guest is P.K. Richardson. We're talking tonight about change makers. What enables people to make a change? What is it about people that enables them to defy all odds and live their dreams? I'm sure we know about the Mandelas of this life, the mm-hmm. Mother Teresas of this life. We know about the Nkrumas of this life. These are big names and very often on the huge political or national or international platform. But are there common attributes between those Nkrumas and also ordinary individuals in our communities, in our schools, in our churches, who are making things happen for people, selflessly just giving of themselves to make things happen? How does some somebody listening tonight step out and also make it happen and that is what we are talking about tonight if you have your own thoughts share them with us on facebook.com forward slash legacy dot legacy can, can i give another example of uh, a chain game changer who suffered disability and that engendered in her a desire to make a difference to the rest of um, the world right good this woman was diagnosed with breast cancer and how to undergo mastectomy. Both, no, um, breast taken away. We all know that breasts are, you know, the features of a woman, very, very precious. So it's very traumatic for a woman to lose her breast. And that haunted her for six years. Then she said, am I gonna die because of this? She roused herself up and set up a charity to support other women who went through that. And she was actually honored by CNN. adversity became a strength to help others. There are others also wailing and crying. I have turned my life around. I'm having a great time, and they can have a great time. This woman is called Beverly Hills, and she's big name, supporting women all over the world who have breast cancer. She's become a game changer. Right. Do you want to be a game changer tonight? What do you want to do? What are you thinking of that can help you transform the lives of other people let's talk tonight as we talk about change makers with my guest professor pk richardson um prof game changers transformational leaders um, what do you call um cha- what we call change makers are they born that way or do they learn to become i i think they develop to become what they are or they are developed they can develop themselves or somebody develops them um when I teach leadership, especially in the Middle East, this issue comes up. Excellent leaders. We're talking of in politics, people like Mandela, people like uh, Mahatma Gandhi. And then in business, you talk about Jack Welch, you talk about Percy Barnabic, you talk about Indra uh, uh, Nui of Pepsi, uh, uh, Linsey Owen Jones of L'Oreal and so on. Are they born being so good? Percy Barnabic, you know, Jack Welch, are they born with these skills? And it always comes up, and students always ask me. But the answer is simple. No. These people learn to be leaders. Leadership can be taught. Leadership can be learned. Because, you see, the example I, the explanation I give is this. When you have, let's say, three children, Abbott, first one is maybe a boy, second one a girl, third one is a boy. Right, the first one, may be very quiet, always sitting in the corner reading his book. He doesn't worry anybody. He doesn't want anybody to worry him. Second one may be a girl, and yet she may be very technical. You give her a toy, she breaks it apart and puts it together, 
everything she sees, she wants to open it and see it and so on. You get the impression that this girl is going to be technical, some, some, somebody in the future. Now, the last boy is only two years old. Every time daddy comes from work and leaves his shoes there, this small boy puts his little feet into the shoes. He's operating like daddy. Two years old. And when they go to play out and the football goes over the wall, he orders the big ones to go and bring the ball back. He's only two years old. So you look at this young one, you know, compared to the two bigger ones, and you say, there seems to be some leadership in this boy. The way he behaves, he's always telling people to do things. But let us face it. If this young boy never goes to school, if he stays at home, just fed and clothed till he's 35, can he run legacy and legacy? Impossible. In other words, even though there seems to be some latent X factor in him, it must still be developed. And excellent leaders, a lot of them have actually become who they are because they learned it from other people. Leadership can be taught. Leadership can be learned. This is Springboard, your virtual university. We want to say thank you so much for tuning in to Joy 99.7 FM and for joining us on this journey. We trust in that tonight an ordinary person listening can believe that your dreams are possible and that you can do something to bring about a change. Uh, my guest for tonight, Professor P.K. Richardson of Manchester Business School and several other institutions across the world. Tonight, you're talking about transformational leaders, change makers, people who make a difference in their communities. What are the attributes and what do they do differently from the rest? Um, Prof, yeah. very often when you meet people who look at a situation and they want to bring about a change, they want to do something radical. They want to say yes and change everything at once. But there are two schools of thought. Some say that incremental change or organic change, step-by-step -step change is long-lasting. Others say that it will never bring about the difference that we desire and that we need revolutions. High-variance situations need radical and revolutionary changes. What is your opinion about what is needed? I think both of them are important. It depends on the situation. There are certain situations where uh, the only solution is radical because incremental will not work. If you want to um, change um, a situation uh, where people are dying, for example, uh, you cannot say we'll do it gently. It must be radical. So you look at the situation and you determine what sort of strategy will be appropriate. In other words, you need to get it wrong. You see, even when you look at business, um, and business strategy and uh, delivery of results and so forth and so by companies, strategy, in, uh, 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 f you know, facilitation, strategy formulation is important, but strategy implementation is equally important. In other words, you can get the strategy formulation brilliant and still blow it on the implementation side. So you need to look at the situation and say, what sort of strategy will hit this situation well and how do I implement it? And if it needs radical implementation, so be it. So you're saying that when there is an epidemic, it doesn't require slow but sure step-by-step no, step right. leadership. That's right. And when you have a leader who's uh, causing big harm, for example, Mobutu Sesseko, if you allow him to stay for 30 years, by the time you decide to make any change, the country is gone and there's nothing to change. Do revolutions succeed? Some do. Some actually do. And it depends on what you call revolution. Sometimes can be mindless 
you know, killings because somebody feels that things may change. But if it's the, 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 the basis of the revolution is to get some wrong righted, then, then it's worth it. In the process, some people may die, but ultimately, we get a good thing. Sometimes people must sacrifice. Our Lord have to sacrifice for us to be saved. What are the characteristics of revolutionary change? Basically, person, group of people who believe that things are very, very wrong and they need to be corrected. And um, the only way they can do it is by revolution. If you want to talk to me, Buddhist is circle to change. It will never happen. You may have to get rid of it. Are there revolutions also in business? Oh, yes. Um, but in, in a different sort of way. Look at Boeing, for example. Boeing used to make DC-3s and airplanes and so forth. And so forth. Airplanes that would do five hours of flight. They came to the conclusion that there must be a revolution in air flight. So they developed the Boeing 747, which was the first aircraft that could do eight hours non-stop. And it changed the whole of no, the, 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 the flying industry. It changed everything. Now we can fly from here to China non-stop for 12 hours. But they were the game changer in that. Of course, they were matched by the DC, McDonald Douglas DC-8, but they actually set the pace. They, they developed something which had never been done before. Right. I was listening to BBC today and they were talking about building a, a building that is a kilometer tall. One kilometer tall. Wow. And I said, that's going to be serious. The only thing that they were grappling with was the lift. How to ensure that the lift can function non-stop, but one kilometer tall. All right, so I'm going to be bringing you the Ten Commandments of Professor P.K. Richardson. And for those of you who do not know, Professor Richardson lectures at the Manchester Business School and a number of other institutions across the world. He's a respected authority on leadership and management. And he defined a change maker as an individual or organization that makes a significant difference in their community. And so if I were to write a book based on his thoughts for tonight, with the help of Comfort, Amos, and Matthew, these will be the 10 keys or the 10 chapters. We're writing a book for you. That would be great. Okay. So and, number, and I'll write the forward. Chapter one. Chapter one. Be positioned in the right environment. So he stressed the fact that the situation or the environment is an enabler to transformational change. Some environments are simply conducive to making changes. He talked about Steve Jobs in that regard. Number two, a transformational leader often leads people on a journey to achieve a certain specific objective. And that is very important. The third thing he spoke about is curiosity. We must be curious. We must ask the right questions. And he said, change makers receive wisdom and think outside the box. They often challenge the status quo and provide alternative ways of doing things. And so that is number three. Number four, change makers love innovation and creativity. He says that they combine intuition but with hard facts. So yes, they may have a gut feeling about something, but they also gather the facts to make sure they don't just follow their feelings and lead people into a ditch. Number five was about value, synergy, and collaboration. Change makers value synergy and collaboration. He said, he is quoted Mahatma Gandhi to underscore the fact that you can do something great but you will need to work with people. So he says, change makers value the power of collaboration. Number six is confidence. He says, be confident. Believe in yourself. He mentioned this a disco master who said, 
um, if you cannot say I am, nobody will say you are. So he says, change makers are confident and thus are able to get others to listen to and follow them. So if you want to make be a change maker and you are saying, I think, I suspect that I might just be able to, nobody will follow you. But when you say, I believe, I am certain, I am doing it, people will gather around your vision. Number seven. He talked about ideas. Change making is all about ideas. And he says an ordinary person with the right ideas will be able to make a huge difference. An ordinary person with the right ideas can make a huge difference. Number eight is that adversity can often become an enabler to bring in about transformation. If you look beyond your pain, your discomfort, and your challenges, adversity can become an enabler to transformation. Number nine. Strive to lead others so that you can run, people can run with your ideas. Strive to lead others so that other people can run with your ideas. Change makers are not necessarily born, they learn to lead. And then finally, he talked about acquiring knowledge. Be a reader. Reading helps you get fresh insights about how to solve problems. As is our custom, we will post these thoughts on facebook.com forward slash legacy the legacy and also on my facebook page and comfort's facebook page just get those thoughts and if you have formed the habit of gathering these 10 commandments on on a regular basis i am sure that you will just be equipped to make a difference in your life and pk before you go enam fiagbenya says enam antoni fiagbenya says the man in the studio should not be left to go please keep him for next sunday show <laughs> that's what they said. <laughs> now that's a very funny word. That's just funny, funny word. Yeah, we should constrain you and not allow yeah. you to go. We should okay. keep you for next week. next week. Okay, all I need to do is to pay a hundred pounds uh, penalty to KLM, and I can stay for one more week. I, I think that Enam <laughs> en- en- will just take care yes, of that. One, that's right. No, no problem at all. Enam, I can assure you that as for PK, if you are a regular listener to Springboard, you know that we will definitely get him to stay. It's not even about the cash. Trust me, we will definitely get PK back into the studio. And anytime he comes, he brings something very, very special. I remember one of your programs on who stole my cheese i think it's one of the most demanded programs that you have done this year. one of these is we'll play back That's a very right. old edition of pk on springboard and so let me give you the thoughts of emmanuel Osewusu, who says i think a change maker is somebody who is very innovative and a problem solver steven afaji writing on facebook says game changers have unique attitude like whatever it takes they stretch themselves to set new goals whatever their challenges might be pk your final thoughts before we go in a minute um, it's it's been a pleasure, and uh, um, I uh, hope that people tuning in will take this uh, um, virtual university store very very seriously because what is actually produced here, what is put on air, is as good as anything else that you can get around the world. Mm. Wow. What more can I say? Wherever you find yourself, if you want to bring about a change, learning is a continuum. It's a daily process of gleaning knowledge little by little. And as you listen to programs like this, you are positioned for an advantage and for influence. On behalf of Comfort, Amos, and Matthew, I want to say God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. My name is Reverend Albert Okran. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email 
albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus two three three two four nine 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 zero zero zero. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Let us come.